How's everybody doing today? Happy Sabbath. I can do better than that. Happy Sabbath. There we go. I got to do that at uh, the school with my students as well. Um, some of you may know, um, I work at Tri-City Christian Academy. I'm the chaplain and the high school Bible teacher. Uh, and we have a lot of fun over there. We just finished our first ever entirely student-led week of prayer. It was such a blessing. Yes, it was so good. The students did such a great job. They inspired, and um, we had some elementary students come up and say, hey, I want to I wanna start another praise team. So we now have four student praise teams at TCA. It's amazing. These kids are just on fire for the Lord, and I'm just so blessed to be able to be a part of that. And so um, we're currently kicking off our 2023 uh, mission trip fundraising drive. We just heard a little bit about some of uh, what we'll be doing um, going to India. You'll hear a little bit more about that later. I thought today would just be a great opportunity to share with you about the value of mission, um, the value of mission trips and how they can really change your life. Um, and later on, we're gonna introduce the TAF kids that we've got here that are gonna be going on that mission trip with me. Um, and you'll be able to um, hear what you can do that will be able to help them. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you guys today about my journey. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about a mission trip I went on a few years ago that absolutely changed my life forever. Um, it just changed how I, how I looked at the world. It changed my relationship with God. It gave me just this incredible passion for mission. And so we're going to kind of go through um, that journey together today. I'm going to share some stories from, from that trip with you and just have a lot of fun kind of looking at some pictures and things of what we went through. Let's start with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I ask that you just come into this space, be with us here, and um, I ask that you just guide this message today as we talk about mission and mission trips and and our role that we can play in, in that process here and these students that will be going um, on their first mission trip soon. I ask that you uh, bless this message and bless each person here in Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, right here is my 2018 uh, study group tour that I went to and we went to Cuba. Uh, I was at Andrews Seminary. I'm in the back row by the really tall guy in the red shirt. You see me? Yep, that's me. So this is a group of a bunch of my really great friends. We had such a great time going on this mission trip. It was absolutely life-changing experience. And we went to Olguin, Cuba. So over here, you'll see it. The circle kind of moved on this slide, but that's okay. You see it right there to the left of the circle. Um, down here to Olguin, Cuba. And Olguin, Cuba is a beautiful city. Um, it has just over one million people. So beautiful people, beautiful city. This is actually on top of a mountain overlook that you can do to see the city. Isn't that a beautiful view? That was one of the first little trips we went to kind of look over the city. And so right after we got to Cuba, one of the first things that we did was door to door, 
ministry. Has anybody ever done door-to-door ministry? Call portering, anybody? Have you ever heard of it? Pathfinders, have you ever had to go door-to-door to collect things? You guys understand, right? The struggle is real here in the United States. Now, that's my only experience before I did this in Cuba. And so we get there, and our professor says, hey, we're going to be going door to door and inviting people to the meetings. And I'm like, okay, that's easy enough. I don't speak Spanish, but we had a translator. He's like, everybody, we're going to go down a row, and each house, you have a chance to invite the person to the meeting. So as we're going down the street, Looking in the homes, I'm noticing there's bars on the doors, on the windows, right? And we're knocking on the doors, and when someone doesn't come, the professor then starts looking in their windows to see if they're in there. And I'm like, is this, is this going to be okay? Because if you do this in the United States, what do you think happens? If someone doesn't answer the door and you start looking through their windows, the cops are coming, right? <laughs> exactly. Or worse, right? So I'm watching this happen and I'm thinking, there's no way I'm doing this. And so all of us are just standing there thinking, please answer the door, please answer the door, because I don't want to be the one going around looking through the window. So I kind of start find myself moving back further and further in the line because, you know, sometimes there would be people there, sometimes there wouldn't. And the professor would just yell at them in Spanish, like, come on out, come on out. And I noticed people were being nice about it, but I'm like, it's only a matter of time before someone's really upset about this. So finally it's my turn and I'm like, please answer the door, please answer the door. I'm knocking on the door, nobody comes to the door. He's like, knock louder. And I'm like, okay, so I knock louder. And he's like, go to the window. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the window. So I go to the window, and there's this lady inside in her kitchen. He's like, yell out for her. And I'm like, are you for real? He's like, yes, do it. She, it'll be fine. It's fine. And so I go over to where I could, if she sees me, she can make eye contact. And I'm like, hola. <laughs> He's like, no, louder. So I'm like, Hola. She turns around and I'm like, this is it. Sees me, huge smile across her face. She runs through her house, opens the door. We tell her why we're there to invite her to a meeting and we want to pray with her. She invites us in. We get her prayer request. She starts crying and we're all in this circle. And I'm sitting here thinking, this would never happen in the United States. Like, it would never happen. I'd never seen anything like this before in my life. But I wanted to share this story because when we step outside our comfort zone, we see the most change. We have the best experiences, right? And the other lesson I learned was that culture changes everything. We can't take the things that we know here and necessarily apply them in another country because people are different. Their lives are different. And so this experience really opened my eyes that, you know, I don't have to be afraid of how someone might react because God is in control of that situation. And the people here were amazing. And that door to door, the next day I was excited to go, let me tell you. And I was yelling. I, it was such an amazing experience. All right, next story. Right here, this is my friend uh, Melissa and Michael on the ends. And in the blue shirt there, right next to Michael, this guy's name is Daniel. He worked in a local garden. He maintained the garden. 
And so we found him when we were handing out these uh, books here. And he was so excited. He came to every meeting, but he always felt really bad because he was dressed in like uh, coveralls and he didn't have nice clean clothes. And so he would come and kind of smelled and was worried. We didn't care. And we talked to him every night. I think like the third night we were there, he came and got a bunch of books and took them out um, to his friends. And he actually became like one of us, out discipling to all of his cleaning guys that would work on all the other gardens in the city. And so he came every night and was just one of the most incredible people that I've ever met. And when we were at the end of our trip, we had a huge um, baptism with all the people, which you'll see here in a minute. And he came and was baptized, and all the guys on the trip, you saw the big group at the beginning, pulled together a bunch of clothes and everything for him and gave him a big suitcase full of clean clothes, and um, they gave him money. Um, and he showed up on the last day of our meetings um, to come say bye and to get more books and everything and Bibles to take out. And, oh, thank you so much. And um, this is what he looked like, the difference. Do you guys see? That is the same guy on the right. He got a haircut. What else happened? New clothes. He looks pretty good, doesn't he? And he said to me right before um, we left, he said, I may never see you again here in Cuba, but I will 100% see you in heaven. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing, right? I'm glad I still have a voice. I've been talking so much this week at Week of Prayer. So the influence we have when we go on these trips, we meet people that we may never have another chance to meet. Um, we have this influence. And when I think about Daniel, even now, it's been a few years, I just get this amazing feeling in my heart because I know that 100% when I get to heaven, he's going to be there. And there won't be a language barrier or anything. We'll be able to just talk and I'll be able to hear all about what he's doing. I know he's probably one of the biggest evangelists for our church in, in Olguin right now because that was his spirit when we left. The other thing about mission trips, helping the needy. This is something that um, Darson was talking about, the children's story. You get to help people. You get to give them things that they may not be able to get. This is a home we went to, a village that we went to um, on the outskirts of the city. It was right by a huge dump. And these people lived there, and they literally would give you the last thing that they had. They were the nicest people ever. This was a house church, and we brought, we brought them oil and toothbrushes. Those were the requests they had because they're so expensive in Cuba that... Um, it was hard to get, you know, just basic essentials. And so we had this house church experience. It was absolutely um, incredible to see um, how they worship. There's not a lot of churches in Cuba. And so this group here, we would have a giant school bus that would go out and pick the kids up for the meetings and pick people up. And we're telling you, they were sitting three high on each other to get into the meetings. Here's a couple more pictures of us, like, giving stuff to them. Again, salt of the earth, nicest people you could ever, um, you could ever meet. Um, this was the church we were at. 
we did an evangelistic crusade. That was kind of the mission um, of our thing. We did a little bit of everything there to kind of help them. But the evangelistic crusade was the biggest thing that we did. And um, this photo here, it's a little stretched out so you can kind of see everybody. There was standing room only in this church every single night. There was a courtyard, and we would be out in the courtyard um, as well. They had to have side rooms uh, to kind of split some of the groups up because there was too many people. And so this was my uh, group that I preached with, Danya on the, in the pink, she was my translator. And we got to speak to the young adults, um, which was really great. And I loved it because it was a more of an intimate setting. There wasn't um, thousands of people, hundreds and hundreds of people. It was just this nice group. I think there was like, the most we ever had in that room was like 50, which is still a lot. Um, and they'd be standing all along the walls in the back. And we got to share um, our stories. On one night, um, I wasn't even supposed to be doing a message that night. Um, it was supposed to be someone else. But um, something had happened and they had to go into the main room. And so they called me in, they said, Carrie, we need you to go into the young adult room and share your testimony, share your testimony. And I was like, I can do that, that'll be fine. And so I go in and I share my testimony and at the end I called up whoever wanted to give their life to Christ. And this girl, Jenny, black and white shirt came up with her daughter and we prayed with her and she told me that she wasn't even going to come that night, that her friend next to her had heard about these meetings and brought her. And she said, your testimony is like my life. And I realized that God can really forgive me and I can have a relationship with him. And if I'd never heard that, I don't even know. She's like, I feel like I can, I can have a relationship with God. Like he wants me to be in his life. And they went into the main section for praise songs. And I remember sitting in the room crying because I realized in that moment that God used me to reach this one girl. And you guys have heard this. Each one can reach one if each one reached one, right? We hear it, we hear it. But like, what if that really was it? How much different would the world be, right? And some of us can reach more than that. And so it's incredible to know that in this space, in this other country, God used my story, my personal story, to touch the life of this young woman so that she gave her life to Christ. That is what mission is. That is why these trips are so great because these students can realize in that moment the impact that they can have in somebody's life. So the next thing that we did was we gave all the teachers uh, smart devices. So we had families from the churches come in and they got to uh, give out uh, tablets and stuff to them and we also did fundraising for the local pastors. There's a lot of local pastors there and they don't have a way to um, drive or anything. And so here's us with the teachers. Look at them, look at how happy they are. And these are just recycled devices. People were done with their Kindles, they were done with their iPads, they upgraded and we would take those out to the teachers. This is all the bikes that were donated. Now bikes in Cuba are really expensive. And so we had all of these bicycles that we brought um, 
for the local pastors to do their mission and ride around because that's really the, ma the main mode of transportation. They have cars, but getting on, on a bike is so much easier because the streets are uh, pretty narrow. And so this is the local pastor, his reaction when he saw everything happening, um, all the donations, anything above and beyond, um, they received uh, money and stuff for. All of us left our suitcases behind to leave clothes for them because there's not there's no Walmarts, Targets, none of that. We left everything behind except for the clothes on our back so that the families could um, spread that out in the communities and use that. But yeah, this was his reaction. He was just such an amazing guy. And this was just so heartfelt. And I remember this being a moment for all of us that went. That's just like, this is why we're here. This is really why we do this. This is our group that went. This is the pool that we were in. It's actually like double the size of this. Um, this was really the moment for us to that um, kind of wrapped it all up in a bow, if you will, um, where we realized the impact that we had. Because so often we'll share with people, whether you're in education as a parent, whatever, and you're like wondering, is it working? You don't get the moment where you're baptizing the person, right? But with us, it was just like there was so many people, over 500 people gave their lives to Christ that week. And some were through profession of faith and so many were through baptism and they were just lining up and we would just baptize and baptize and baptize all of us uh, doing this. And it just, it's like you saw it all. You felt it all, all the way to the finish line. You planted the seed and then saw it come to growth and that was amazing. I wanna share with you guys a little video clip of what this experience was like because these, um, people came, they filled these seats, they watched their friends get baptized, there were people, we had speakers, really loud speakers, and people were out on their balconies in all the buildings around us watching at this pool people get baptized. And it was crazy that day because the speakers had gone out, and we were like, well, you know, it'll be all right. And then right before we started, the speakers came on, um, and you could hear us for miles in the city praising and um, doing these baptisms. But this was an incredible moment, so I want to share it with you.
Matthew 28, 19 through 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And I think a lot of times we look at this text as something that we have to do, but I want to challenge you to see it as something that we get to do. Opportunity for mission is being a part, and being a part of God's kingdom returns is really all around us. And you can go on an overseas mission, but you can also do it in your own home, in your own church, in your own school, in your own city. Mission matters. And I love sharing my mission trip stories and how they've changed my life, but I also love inspiring those around me to step outside of their comfort zone and step out of their life and experience a mission trip. And I love that TCA gives our students the opportunity to have just that. I want to invite our three students, Riley, come forward, Paige, David. You guys come up here. These are our three students that are going to be going um, on the India mission trip March of 2023. They're giving up their spring break to go on a mission trip, guys, okay? They're uh, three of 23 students currently that are on the list to go to um, India, to Ranchi, India. Um, we are going to build a school classroom there, and we currently are trying to fundraise for this and trying to help these kids go. Um, I want to take a few minutes to talk about what that looks like. These kids have a lot um, to raise for each one of them. This mission trip, March 7th through 23, is $3,300 per kid. And their first $500 payment is due in October, and they need $1,500 by November 1st just to get their airline tickets. And so, as a church, there's so many things that we can do. They only have till February 1st to raise the money for this trip. And to this money helps get their tickets, get their supplies. It covers everything. We're going to be doing VBS. We're going to be building. We're going to be going out into the communities and doing outreach. Um, it's going to be incredible. Have any of you guys ever been on a mission trip before? This is a first for all three of them. Are you guys excited to hear how it's gonna be for them when they get back? Rest assured that's gonna happen. So there's gonna be two ways that you can help. Number one, we talked about this earlier, you can pray. We, we need prayer, 100%. And number two is through giving. Um, like I said, these students have a lot to do and we know that with God, all things are possible, right? And we know that as a church, there is a lot that we can do. I want to give Howard an opportunity to share with you some things that you can do. And I'm going to have a couple of the students um, be standing at the back doors when you leave. And he's going to explain why here in just a second. Thank you, guys. So you, I just I want to stay up here while we talk until we're done. Um, as you're aware, we don't at the moment typically pass an offering basket. Uh, our protocol is that there's a couple of baskets on the chairs at the back of the, of, the, of the auditorium as you leave. And if you want to support the ministry of Triad Adventist Fellowship, you can bring a donation envelope and leave it in the basket if you want a, 
uh, you know, uh, receipt at the end of the year, or you can put your loose bills in that basket. This morning, there are going to be two sets of baskets. All right, they'll be our standard um, TAF baskets for the offerings you want to give to support our ministry. But uh, it will be Paige and David. Yep, Paige and David. They will also be at the back as you leave this morning, and they will have a second basket. And if you want to support the mission trip, you can drop checks or you can drop cash uh, in that basket. They will also have a little card that they can share with you. So maybe you don't have as much money with you this morning as you may want to use to support these young people on the trip. And so this will this little card has the name of our kids and information about how you can send a check to Tri-City Christian Academy. When you do that, you have a couple of options on your check. You can write on your check, Mission Trip TAF Kids. And the checks that come in that way will be divided evenly between these three amazing young people. If you prefer, you can direct your donation to any one of these individually, and then you would put on their mission trip, David, mission trip, Paige, mission trip, Riley. So, you know, as God impresses on you your um, interest in supporting this, those are the two options. This morning, uh, any cash that you leave in the, in the uh, baskets that these young people are holding, We'll, we'll split that evenly between the young people and the church will send a check to the school on behalf of these young people. Okay. I want to have a quick prayer with them before they go back to the doors so that as a church we can get them started off on the right foot. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for mission, for giving us the opportunity to help others to go out and reach out beyond our own life, um, to help those that need us, that need to hear about you. Um, help us see it as something that we get to do and these kids get to have that opportunity and I ask that you go before them in this process of, of fundraising and um, help us to feel um, the need to want to help them financially through prayer as they go about this journey be with all the students at TCA who are currently in this process of fundraising and I just ask that you bless them help all 23 of these kids be able to go on this mission trip Lord guide these students here at TAF as they do that process and guide us so that we can all be that shining light for you I ask these things in Jesus name amen